0: You're listening to The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome Podcast. Welcome to Episode 69 of The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. What's going on? I have a tremendous in-studio guest this week that I know you all know, admire, and respect, who has just written a groundbreaking book that I believe we'll be talking about for decades to come. The book is called The One Truth, and it's written by the prolific author and keynote speaker, John Gordon. Now, John is a personal friend of mine, and he's somebody I lean on and consult with frequently in this space. Somebody that I could not admire any more than I do when it comes to grind, relentlessness, proficiency, and the pursuit of improving himself and everybody he comes into contact with, as well as those who tap into all of his content and resources. What I'm saying is, this is just a different breed of cat. Which brings me to a point or two that I want to make before I share this amazing conversation. Now, you've heard the phrase iron sharpens iron. I have a confession. I feel like I function and perform at a pretty high level daily and consistently, that I grind and produce a quality product. But if I'm being honest, it's not enough. I can do better. I can work harder. I can be more creative, more driven. I mean, sure, I've done this 30 plus years. So, no one cares what you've already done, the show you've already produced or hosted, the book you've already written, the deal you've already closed, Always forward, never back. That's what you did in the past, but what are you doing right now? What are you creating right now? Are you getting better or are you getting worse? Are you making yourself more valuable or are you becoming obsolete? Are you winning the personal battle with yourself or are you deteriorating mentally and physically? The more achievers I'm around, the more people I speak with on this pod, including John Gordon, the more apparent it is to me then I have to do a hell of a lot more, a hell of a lot better in innovating, creating, reinventing, rejuvenating, and making myself and those around me more productive, more positive, more creative, and imminently more fulfilled and successful. In short, I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm looking at all of you, and I'm saying, do better. I'm not asking any of you to do anything that I'm not asking of myself. So, do better. I need to, and you need to, because the people that you're up against, the people you're competing with, are doing better. So it's time to go to battle. It's time to dig deep. It is time to reinvent. It's time to push ourselves and stop lying to ourselves. Let's go. And today's guest, John Gordon, has numerous strategies for doing just that, especially given the fact that he has stumbled upon, quote, the one truth the one answer to literally everything in life and yes i said it here is episode 69 of the reinvention project with author john gordon it's an absolute must listen and it's coming at you right now so john absolutely great to see you, my brother especially during this such an exciting time how are things? How you feeling?
1: Things are great. The book has come out. It's a launch. It's really exciting. The One Truth, people are starting to read it. You know, getting feedback from it. When you write something, you're not sure what people are going to say. Like, you think it's good. You get a few readers early on. They like it. But you don't know how the world is going to respond to it. So when you start getting that feedback and people are like, wow, this really resonated with me or this idea was profound, then you go, okay, I was onto something.
0: All right, so what I was going to say, it's funny you say that because I was going to go in a different direction. Is this your 27th or 28th book? My 28th book. All right, it's your 28th book. I've seen people, people I know, people I respect, people I admire a lot saying, this is in fact your best book. Do you feel that way? And how excited are you to share this particular book with the world?
1: I feel like this is my best book I've ever written. My most important book I've ever written. I've written 28 books and yet with this one, I feel like I'm just getting started. Like, I'm just beginning. I'll be talking about this book for the rest of my life. Now, my other books are important. Positive Leadership, I think, is essential for being a great leader. The Energy Bus is still a timeless classic, still sells every week, was a Wall Street Journal bestseller last week, hitting the list at number five, 16 years later after it came out. But for this book, the ideas, high state of mind, low state of mind, the things you're probably going to ask me about, like, really revolutionary and this book i knew when i was getting the ideas and i started sharing it with different athletes and coaches and the response i was getting from the people i'm like okay i've got to write this book but then you got to write it and then you sit down and you write it. and does the magic happen while you're writing it and for me i wrote it really fast like i wrote it pretty quickly like it flowed so i'm like okay this is good and then now people are reading and going wow this book i read in 2 days or even a day someone said, and it feels like I learned the secrets of the universe in 130 pages. That was my goal. And that's why I think, you know, this is my best book, my most important book. And it's going to have the biggest impact on people and their lives. Like my thought leadership went to another level from the ideas that I was thinking about with this book. For some reason, I feel like I got smarter over the past year. I don't know what it was. But I got smarter in terms of being able to write something like this all
0: right so there's so much in that response that I could go to but what happened John like I mean we're 28 books in you've been thinking about these things you've been teaching these things you've been doing this for decades but all of a sudden you came upon the one truth which we will get into what happened? How did this happen?
1: What happened in the last year? It wasn't ayahuasca, I promise. It was.
0: <laughs> and if it was, great. I want to know that too. But what happened?
1: It wasn't. It was taking walks every day, um, taking walks, and I'm getting these ideas, these downloads. A good friend of mine, Garrett Kramer, who works with a lot of pro golfers, he talked to me about high state of mind, low state of mind years ago. And I've been thinking about that a lot and sharing that idea in terms of how to get to a high state, how to get to a low state. I became really good at teaching it, helping people understand it. But then this summer, I started to really share with some people. And as I'm talking about it, I realize it all comes down to oneness and separateness. And in doing so, I realized this is the key to understanding how everything in the world works. Am I one? Do I feel connected? Do I feel powerful? Do I feel strong? A team that is connected and united is a strong team. A team that is separate and divided is a weak team. So now I'm realizing, okay, everything comes down to oneness or separateness. For instance, marriage. If you're one and you have a great relationship and a great connection, you're very happy. You have a great marriage. You feel powerful with that marriage. If you have a disconnected marriage and you feel very divided, you're gonna be miserable in your marriage. So this was a lens that I was now looking into and in, in, in thinking about this. And as I started to think about things, everything started to make sense through this lens. It explained everything in terms of integrity, for instance. The word integrity comes from the word integer, which means whole and complete. So a leader with integrity has wholeness. They have completeness. They have what? Oneness. Whereas a leader who is a narcissist actually is focused on self. They feel separate, which is why they focus on self. It's why they're actually weak leaders and don't care about others because they feel so separate. And even at the neurological level, as I started to research, I'm like, whoa, there's actually certain parts of the brain that they cut off from other parts. So even at the neurological level, there's a, there's a manifestation of the separateness that they feel. And then I thought about mental health. As we move from oneness to separateness, we move from positive to negative. All mental health disorders report feelings of isolation, disconnection, being alone, And then I thought, wow, fear divides. The root for the Greek word of anxious means to separate and divide. Wow, negative thoughts separate us. Fear divides us. We feel powerless when we have all these negative thoughts and fear and depression. And we feel powerful when we feel joy and peace and love. We have courage. We have confidence. And then I realized, oh, this ties into high state of mind and low state of mind, the things that lower our state of mind the things that uplift our state of mind. So this was like the thought process going on as I'm thinking about this. Dude, you had some this. pretty good
0: walks, man. You had some really good walks. So I'm
1: thinking about it all, and I'm putting it together, and I'm even drawing diagrams for myself as I'm getting these ideas. And then I go, okay, let me go teach this. So I taught it to different coaches and athletes as I'm walking each day, and even some teenagers who were suicidal who were struggling. I talked to their parents. I said, let me share this with them. I did. Boom. Turn around in a day. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that, like, Turn around in a day, parents say, what did you do? And I just shared this framework and understanding and truth with them. Once they understood the negative thoughts that were coming in, that were separating them, were thoughts that were not coming from them because neuroscientists have never found a thought inside of a brain, that's a whole other story, and that they could actually choose to respond to the negative thoughts and not believe the lies of those negative thoughts and respond with truth, the one truth, and resp- respond with thoughts that uplift them, like choose love instead of fear, Choose something that unites you instead of divides you. You now move forward with more power through life, more peace, more joy, more courage, more confidence. So just sharing that with these these young teens and, and athletes and coaches, and they're going, man, that makes so much sense. Wow, that helps me so much. Yeah, when I'm in a low state of mind, I don't want the ball. When I'm in a high state of mind, I want the ball. When I'm in a low state and something bad happens, man, it really bothers me. When I'm in a high state, the same thing happens and I rise above it. I move forward. So people said like, Literally, I gave them the secrets of the universe or going through life like a Jedi once you understand it. And I don't know. The ideas were just coming to me on these walks. And when they were, I'm like, this is something, like, next level. Like, this is unbelievable. I felt honored. I felt, like, thankful that, wow, I'm receiving all these great ideas. And I knew right then and then, like, this is my mission. Like, this is, like, everything I've worked for in my life, like, to receive something like this and now share it, I'm like, man, this is too powerful not to share it.
0: I want to talk to you for a moment about a product I absolutely love, Element. Listen, I think by now we all know how important it is to replenish electrolytes. This can be after having a few glasses of wine or working out or just maintaining an active lifestyle, but you have to replenish those electrolytes. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt, but no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. What I'm saying is none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. This is why Element is my go-to. I'll tell you some of the other benefits. Before, when I was not properly hydrated, I would get headaches or I would feel fatigued. I didn't even sleep that well. None of that is occurring now. Not since I started to use Element. And right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash The deal is only available through my link. You have to go to d r i n k. L-M-N-T dot com slash Rome. Drink dot com slash Rome. Trust me on this. You just did something amazing. Frankly, I mean, there are probably 10, 12, 15 principles that you just laid out right in that answer. You laid out almost the entire book in that one answer. That was an amazing response. I've done this a long time, and I'm not sure I've ever heard this. So I need to backtrack, and we need to hit some of these things one by one. I mean, the obvious thing, first of all, just so people are not lost on this fact, John, the one truth. You hit on it, but what exactly is the one truth that you hit upon so they understand what we're talking about here? What is the one? one truth that can explain almost everything in the world in your mind.
1: Everything comes down to oneness and separateness. What's that the difference? Is the one truth. When you feel separate, you feel divided, you feel disconnected, you feel weak, you're chronically worried and stressed all the time, you're anxious, and you're insecure. So you have a lower state of mind. Isolation. Isolation, separateness, disconnection. Okay. What is the one truth? What is oneness? It is connection. When you feel connected, when you feel one, when you feel united, you become more powerful. Whether it's you, whether it's a team, whether it's an organization, whether it's a country, everything comes down to oneness and separateness. Okay, so
0: how do we consistently get to oneness and stay away from separateness? You got to
1: read the book, but no,
0: <laughs> a big part Give of it is Give me a taste. Yes.
1: No, you got to read the book, but a big part of it, if I had to share like the ultimate lesson, there's a lot of, in there. There's tune, T-U-N-E, right? Trust and truth, unite with love neutralize the negativity elevate your thinking what i share in the book this is what's revolutionary no one's talking about this the brain is an antenna not like it an i was going
0: no, i was going there next the brain acts as an antenna not how an is that acts. it
1: is an antenna okay you okay. are an antenna into yourself right now we're making this conversation and having this conversation and the way we're perceiving it is through an energetic reality sounds vibrations wavelengths and frequencies you know what you're in the you're in the broadcasting business, just like you are tuning into a certain message. You can't hit, hear the Jim Rome show unless you tune that dial to the frequency in which it's broadcasted. Well, guess what? There are messages being broadcasted every day through consciousness, and your brain will tune into the positive frequency or the negative frequency. There are two main frequencies, negative and positive. It's why everything comes down to positive and negative. An athlete will say, "Man, I was really negative." oh man, I was positive, we stayed positive, we we, we encouraged ourselves, we stayed focused. Mental health, negative, health, positive. So everything comes down to positive and negative. It's why negative people often hate positive people and positive people say, you know, stay away from those negative people, they will drain you. I believe that we have to help the negative people. We have to help them overcome. We have to show them what it looks like to not be an energy vampire. Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. Yeah, don't let anyone walk through your mind with their dirty feet. Don't let that negativity sabotage you. Rise above it by tuning into the positive. So the brain is literally an antenna and it's tuning into a positive frequency or a negative frequency. And everything in life could actually start to get you to tune into the negative. Something bad happens. Man, you start saying, woe is me. One negative thing after another. My wife, six months ago, you've met my wife. She's like, oh, I'm getting old. Oh, my body's breaking down. I'm sore all the time. I'm not gonna be like I was when I was younger. She's complaining, complaining, complaining. I'm like, honey, what's going on here? She was never like that. Now all of a sudden, she's tuning into the negative. I go away for a speaking engagement. I come back and she literally is different. She's bouncing around, she's feeling great, she's energetic, I'm like, did you find a boyfriend or something? <laughs> what's going on here? She right. goes, no, no, I talked to the health coach. They did that testing on my blood, genes, DNA blood work everything like they look at everything very intensive. She goes they said this is something rare They told her you have the genes of an olympic athlete So all of a sudden she's like I am an olympic athlete The
0: belief. She had to believe
1: around the house I kid you not I'm an olympic athlete right soreness goes away Pain goes away. She now is working out training. I just walked with her yesterday She looks better than she has like in a long long time. She looks amazing. She's been working out. She's feeling better. What happened? The word. She changed frequencies. Changed frequencies. The words she was tuning into, the message she was broadcasting. And we know this. Like when I say this, this resonates with people. And it's almost like, why hasn't someone said this before?
0: Okay, but what exactly, John? So uh, great point. What if you're not told that? What if you don't find out that you have Olympic genes? How do you ensure that you consistently tune into the positive higher frequency?
1: You've got to elevate your state of mind on a how daily do you, basis. How do we optimism do this? and belief? And it is, I am statements. I am strong. I am powerful. I am an overcomer. I am here to take on my challenges and improve myself and get better. I am worthy to share this message and speak. When I started speaking, Jim, I felt so inadequate. I felt so unworthy, like who was I to share this message? Like I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing. And then I would say to myself, I remember saying, wait, who was Tony Robbins before he was Tony Robbins, right? He believed he was somebody and then started to share it. All right, well, I'm worthy because I can help someone get better. That's why I'm here to share this message. I'm here to help people get better. So that moved me past my unworthiness and the feeling of not being enough to say, no, I'm enough, and I'm here to share this message, and I'm here to help people get better. It was a journey. I had to overcome it. But you always have to overcome your fear Find your faith to be who you're meant to be. And optimism and belief is the way forward, and it's how we create amazing success. Research from Duke University shows that optimists work harder, get paid more, and are more likely to succeed in business and sports. And what the researchers found was that these optimists, because they believed in a brighter and better future, they took the actions necessary to create it. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. What you believe determines what you create. What we believe about others when you believe in your kids? Guess what? Leadership is a transfer of belief. Parenting, I tell people all the time, you are brainwashing your kids whether you like it or not. Brainwash them in a positive way. You can do this. You can accomplish anything. I believe in you. Told my daughter, she's unstoppable. I was telling her she was unstoppable in the lacrosse field. She was very stoppable, but I kept telling her she was unstoppable. Eventually, she became unstoppable her junior year and was named an All All
0: right, so this is all great, but this is positivity, and this is optimism. The flip side is negativity. This will help the listener. This will help the listener. Where do negative thoughts come from? Now, I would assume they come from us, the individual, but do they?
1: No, they don't. And how do I know that? When I talk to professional athletes or anyone, I always say, do your negative thoughts come from you? And they're like, yeah, of course. course. They're in my head. And I say, really? Who would ever choose to have a negative thought? Would you ever choose a negative thought that says you're not enough? Who
0: would say, I suck? Right. Who wants
1: to believe that? Right. And a batter, baseball batter, getting up to bat. I can't hit that guy. Right. Or getting up to bat and saying, man, you better not strike out. That thought comes in. I've been on stage where a thought came in literally from a negative comment that I got five years ago. Mm -hmm. And remember what that woman said? I would never choose a thought like that. It literally came in. When you're dreaming, having a nightmare, are you choosing those thoughts? No. No. And when I've talked to neuroscientists, Hey, has anyone ever found a thought inside of a brain? No, they haven't, John. Okay, where do they come from? Okay, this is theory, because no one really fully knows, but my belief is they come from consciousness. They come from the mind and the soul. Again, we're an energetic experience that we're living. We have a spirit, we have a soul, the body is temporary. I've lost my parents. One day they were here, the next day they were gone. Their body was here and then it turned to dust. When we die, we will turn to dust. See, people don't think about how strange death is. Death is really strange that you're actually living on this planet, living this existence, and then you're gone. So you got to realize that you're living more of a spiritual existence than you actually really think, and thoughts are spiritual. So thoughts are coming in from a spiritual realm. You can call it consciousness. I believe the mind, the soul, they're coming in, and what happens is when those thoughts come in, they often come in the form of lies that will tell you things about yourself and your future that just aren't true. The brain is the hardware. It's where the activation happens. So z- 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 z. so right now the thoughts are coming in and we are having this experience of this reality through the thoughts that we're thinking and what we're experiencing. Right now I'm looking at you. The way I'm looking at you is literally through, through light, sending signals to the optic nerve, to the brain, that creates a visual map and that allows me to see you and have the representation of you. Very matrix-like when you think about it. It's right. it's my. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're seeing a handsome, smart guy, right? Oh, very handsome. Okay, very good, handsome. good. Just making sure. I'm seeing a legend right now. I, I want to make sure that I'm on a high frequency. <laughs> you are. You operate a high good. frequency.
1: But when when I look at you, that's the visual map. When I look around, I see that tree. What is that tree? But nothing but energy. We're getting really deep here. But I think you have to understand the nature of reality to understand why I'm saying what I'm saying makes so much sense, and the one truth makes even more sense. We're more thought beings. We are more light beings than actual physical beings. Mm-hmm. So thoughts create our reality. Once you understand that, what thoughts am I thinking to create the reality that I want and what I want to become? So as I start think, as a man thinketh, he becomes. So as I think, I become. That's the power of thoughts, and that is our nature. So negative thoughts are not coming from you, so they're coming in. What what,
0: what do we do with them when they come in if they're not coming from us and they're lies? Why
1: would they be negative in the first place? Uh Where would a negative thought even come from? And why would there be something that would be negative that shows you duality? And it shows you the battle between good versus
0: evil. Can you you answer the question? Why? 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 Why why are they negative? Why would they be negative? The
1: nature of our reality is a battle of good versus evil. Oneness. That explains the one truth. Negative thoughts trying to divide you, separate you, weaken you, and keep you from your destiny. Mm -hmm. You are a hero on your journey. And guess what? You have to overcome adversity, challenges, negativity along the way to create your destiny. And guess what? All of those things make you stronger if you overcome it. They are the curriculum of life. Adversity is a university. You must be battle tested as you move forward.
0: There's a battle of the mind. You had a great line. You said that, that I was in the battle. I had this battle in my mind and I didn't even know I was in a battle. Right. So, uh, when did you realize that you were in the battle and then how do you win that battle?
1: When I was getting my ass kicked I realized I was in the battle in my late 20s, early 30s, and I'm miserable, and I'm negative, and my wife's about to leave me because I'm miserable miserable and negative, and and I got to change because she said, if you don't change, like we're over. And I'm blaming her for why my life is so bad. I was losing the battle. The negative thoughts were beating me down. The stress was consuming me. I was crumbling from the inside out, and I was losing the battle. See, most people, not most, actually all of us are in a battle, but most people don't even realize we're in a battle. They think we're living a playground. No, this is a battleground. And once you understand how thoughts work, negative thoughts are the battleground. That's where we win the battle or lose the battle. So once you know that there's good, there's evil. There's good thoughts that propel you forward, and there's evil negative thoughts that try to sabotage you and your destiny. Again, you're a hero with an epic story meant to live an epic life, and you're on this journey going through life, and you have to overcome all the crap and all the negative thoughts. Why? To be who you're meant to be. Jim, did you have to overcome a lot to become who you are today?
0: Absolutely. Did it make you and, stronger? And by the way, by the way still, still, every day to this day, I do.
1: Yes. And did you feel fear along the way? Yes. And did you have doubts along the way? Yes. Every hero, every success, every champion talked to them. They've all had to go through the battle. Why? That is the narrative of the universe. This is part of our existence. This is the story we're all living. And once you understand all this, it allows you to become a powerful force okay, so somebody in the he, world to win.
0: S- John, somebody hears this. Somebody agrees with you. Somebody understands it. But they're in it. Yes. And they're consumed by negative thoughts. What do you do when they start popping in? Okay.
1: I love that you want to take this practical because there are five Ds that will sabotage so let's get practical. This is in the book, The Five E's. You I, I don't want to give doubt. away the book, but it's always in
0: the back yeah, of my head. I, don't sure. know if, I mean, as a podcaster, I don't know if you get this, but I sometimes get, hey, you know, I like your podcast, except you're not telling me how yeah. to do it. I'm like, all right, fair, fair. Yeah. But so, just on that one point, what do we do? How do we yeah. get rid of negative thoughts?
1: Let's, let's talk about it. One, you have to know where they're coming from. That helps a lot right there. Once you realize. They're not you. They're not from you. That's a game changer. I shared this with a 16-year-old suicidal kid. It's in the book, The Story. And once he understood his negative thoughts were not coming from him, he stopped beating himself up. He stopped feeling shame and guilt for the thoughts that were in his head. And once he realized that, everything changed from there because he was beating himself up, feeling guilt and shame and going, man, I have all these negative thoughts They're for me. Something must be wrong with me. Once he realized nothing's wrong with you, nothing's broken, you're whole. Let me tell you how to win the battle and that's what I taught him. So it comes in the form of doubt Distortion, negative thoughts, lies, discouragement. We don't give up because it's hard. We give up because we get discouraged. Fourth, the distractions. Distractions are the enemy of greatness, and there are so many distractions: social media, comparison, other people, naysayers, the noise in the world, politics, media. Everything can be a distraction. And then the fifth D is divide or division. And as I said earlier, the root for the Greek word of anxious means to separate and divide. So how do we overcome these five Ds? Well. This is where we tune into the positive. My favorite advice of all time, Dr. James Gills, the only person on the planet to complete six double Ironman triathlons. That's a double Ironman, which means you do an like Ironman. Two days in a row, right? You gotta do an Ironman, day late to do another one. Right. Last time he did it, he was 59 years old. Mm. Asked how he did it, he said this, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. Mm. If I listen, I heard the fear, the negativity, the doubt, the reasons why I can't finish this race. But if I talk to myself, I can feed myself with the words and the encouragement that I need to keep on moving forward. See, in this self-help space, self-help, and in the world of self-improvement, there's been this whole thing on self-talk, affirmations, and people often poo-poo it. But what I'm sharing in this book and what I share now is, no, there's there's research behind it. This is science behind it. And if the brain's an antenna, you tune into those positive thoughts, and they will uplift you. They will encourage you. They will raise your state of mind, and they will keep you from going down towards the lower state of mind. And that's why you will perform at a higher level when you're positive and optimistic. Talk to a baseball batter who's in a slump. How does he perform? Not so well, because he thinks something's wrong. He thinks something's broken, so now he's trying to fix things. And what does that do? Revved up thinking, more thought, more clutter, lower state of mind. When are you at your best? When you have hardly any thoughts. And you have a high I, state I, of I mind. I can
0: give you a great analogy to what you just said. When our son Jake played baseball... He was our older son. He was in the gym. He was eating well, and things were going great. He felt great about himself, and he went to the ballpark expecting good things to happen every single day, and good things happened every single day, and then when it got away from him, I knew what he was doing. He was squeezing the bat too tightly. I couldn't get him to try easier. He expected bad things to happen, and they did. When he expected good things to happen, in reality, to your point, John, he wasn't thinking at all. He just felt good. He just knew he was going to have a day. He was going to have a good day. And it's all about that frequency and that high state of thinking. Here's something else you teach inside out thinking. What is that? How critical is that?
1: Yeah, this is the key to success inside out. I'm not going to look outside at the expectation, the pressure, the noise, what people are think, what people are worrying about, whether they're cheering or booing. I'm just going to create from the inside out. The power is on the inside, love, joy, passion, purpose, work ethic. This is the secret to Dabo Sweeney in Clemson football. He's an inside-out program. I taught this to them before they went to their first Final Four. Inside-out. doesn't matter what the, what the crowd is thinking. doesn't matter that there's thousands of people. We just play the game. We focus right here, right now, on what we're doing, right in front of us. And from the love I have, the purpose I have, the work ethic, the passion, the drive, that's how I create reality. So if I look outside instead of inside, I actually look at the circumstances, and I think it has power over me and I become weakened. When I look inside into the soul, I realize the power, the essence is within me. See, essence, essence is, is eternal. Appearance is temporary. I get this eternal essence power to to take on the world in this in this temporary reality that I'm living in, and that gets deep. But that's where the power comes from. A great example of this is in practical sense. You know, I was with an NBA team. I'm walking across the court. Superstar coach, superstar player. John, we were just wondering, but it has a bigger impact on a team, home field advantage in baseball or home court advantage in basketball. I said, neither. When you know the outside is just noise and we don't create from the outside and we create from the inside out, the power is on the inside. Guess what? Neither matters. It's who you are on the inside that matters. They're like, John, that's what what we think. The superstar said, 98% of the guys in the league believe in home court advantage. He goes, I know it isn't true. So I just go do what I do and play my game. So he's not worried about the outside. He's just focusing and showing up on the inside. So what is love? Love is inside out. What is fear? Looking outside in. Djokovic, when he's playing and the crowd is booing, what did he say? He imagines that they're cheering. (laughs) All he's doing is taking sound vibrations. He reframed it. And he's actually reinterpreting it. Sound vibrations and giving new new meaning to it, knowing he creates from the inside out. See, when you're in a low state of mind, you recognize and think the circumstance has power over you. When you're in a high state of mind, you know, no, I'm a Jedi. This stuff cannot affect me. I rise above it. I move forward. I would argue when Tiger Woods, was as, what is, as his best, he was very inside out. At his worst, he was outside in. And you look at a golfer. Because of all that stuff that was happening stuff, outside.
0: All the noise. Everything.
1: And you start to get tuned into it. It affects you. And it bothers you. Even today, I'm, I'm, walking, I'm walking down the road in Santa Monica. And literally, there's a big bus making noise while I'm trying to have a conversation. And it ruins my conversation. I'm like, come on. And I yell at the bus. And I thought, oh, that's outside <laughs> in. I literally was outside in, in that moment. But I recognized it. And the key is life is often going to pull you to the outside. Social media will pull you to the outside. Friends will pull you to the outside. You see someone having success, you look at their success and forget about your own mission and purpose. Things could always pull you to the outside. You got to always pull back to the inside and know and remind yourself, no, I create from the inside out the is within me to do that.
0: I want to ask you something before you go. You, at the very top of this, said something that inspired me because this is The Reinvention Project. You said to me, 28 books in, I feel like I'm just getting started. Of course, I love to hear that. Of course, people in our 50s love to hear that. However, we would love for our message to resonate with younger people. So I want to ask you this. Is And I don't want to generalize, but is the younger generation softer and mentally like your father was a cop he was tough he was tough on you and my father had leukemia and he was one of the toughest guys I ever met in my life a boston guy my question is is the younger generation softer and mentally weaker than the generations that came before them or is the younger generation dealing with things that we never had to deal with before
1: this is why you're the best at what you do because you ask the questions that matter and that actually brings the truth light and the truth is they're not softer they're actually just looking outside more often than we did instead of inside and they have more things pulling them outside and that's why i wrote this book because i see a mental health epidemic i see teenagers and younger people that are believing the lie why they grew up with social media they grew up looking outside but in many ways we did do jim like when we went to school and there was the cool kid with the new outfit or the new car we got jealous well, we got home and we had our neighbor that had a new house or a new car or something new. And as a family, we were jealous. We've always looked outside. Now we're looking now every single day, sometimes That's throughout hour, the day, man. every minute. So these kids are con- consistently and constantly being bombarded with outside noise, with outside distractions that are wreaking havoc on their soul and mental health. But what's happening? they're comparing and they're despairing. And they're also looking outside so then they get weaker and weaker and they feel more and more separate. And the more separate they feel, the more divided they feel, the lower the state of mind, the more clutter, the more they think something's wrong, something's broken, and that's the problem. And society keeps on saying, you're broken, something's wrong, let's go to the doctor, let's get you fixed. We're spending more and more money to try to help people more and more medications helping people, more and more talking about it, and yet the problem is getting worse because we're looking in the wrong direction. And I wrote this book, and I'm fired up about it because I want kids to know the truth. And guess what? When they know the truth, it will set them free. It will help them. I've talked to now a number of kids and shared this with them, and teenagers, it is transformative when they start to see the truth. But they gotta be reminded of it because you'll see it, you realize it, and then a couple days later, you're being bombarded with it wherever you go. I reached out to one of the kids who was suicidal, and just the other day, how you doing? Doing great, Mr. Gordon, high state of mind.
0: So How did that make you feel oh. when his response was, great Mr. Gordon, high state, state of, of mind.
1: mind? Best feeling in the world because I'm like, he got it. And when I taught this to a number of kids over the phone, before I wrote the book, I taught it first, before I even decided to write this. And kids, you can feel when the light bulb went off, when they sensed it, and they realize it, and they saw the truth. I'm telling you, you see it, and once you see it, you can't unsee it, and that's why this book is so revolutionary, and it's why every kid, every parent needs to read it. And I'm trying to sell a book. I've sold enough books. I don't need to sell more books, right? I'm proposing and wanting people to read this book because I know it will impact their life, especially young people, when they realize how the world work, works, and they look inside, not outside.
0: I'll tell you how I know this, John. I know you a little bit. And you and I are good friends, and you are known for your positivity. I know people, and I say, who do you read? Who do you like? John Gordon, why? He's so positive, man. He's so positive. I've never seen you as energized. And you always are a high-energy guy. But I can feel the passion coming across this desk. I can tell how strongly you feel about this where do our listeners get the book? Because by the way, as much as we had in this conversation, there is so much more in this book. Do they get it wherever they get their books? And if they want more information about you and what you're doing, where should they go?
1: They can go to get1truth.com. That's get1truth.com, and there's a free action plan. We want people to take action with the principles we're sharing the ideas, so we we're giving away a free action plan. So get1truth, that takes you to all the different bookstores and booksellers you can buy it from anywhere. Audible will be out, I think, in August. So I recorded already, and that will come out in August. If they want more information on me, you can go to johngordon.com, J O N Gordon.com, at johngordon11 for Instagram and Twitter.
0: The thing I love about the book, too, John, on the way out the door, it's an extremely powerful book, but it's not a difficult read. I'm not saying that you sit down and you read this book in one hour because there's a lot to take in, but it's not a difficult read. It is an awesome summer read. If you're going on vacation, you want to get on an airplane, you're going to get on a beach, this is a book that you want to have in your hands. John, congratulations. The book is amazing. I've already read it. I appreciate the conversation. Thanks for doing this in-house, and you know I appreciate the friendship. Congrats, my man. It's
1: great. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate your friendship.
0: This is what I was talking about earlier. John Gordon is not only relentless in the way he works and prepares, but he is innovative in his thinking and continues to evolve in his work, research, and development. He said it himself, 28 books in, and he feels like he's just beginning. Now, if that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. And this book will absolutely inspire you. I know I've already read it, and it was just the shot of adrenaline that I needed, and some insight, data and science, yes, science, that I had never considered. So I'm so glad that I did, and now I know. I can't encourage you strongly enough to buy this book, The One Truth, because as much as we covered today, there is so much more that we didn't get to. My thanks to John Gordon, not only for dropping that stunning knowledge, but for making it a point to come into studio to do so. And if you like what you hear, please be sure to share the conversation and hit the subscribe button on this podcast and review it as well, because by now you know all of this helps. I'm headed to Wisconsin for the next two weeks to spend some quality time with the family and to do some deep thinking on personal and brand development. I'm going to use that time to cleanse. (laughs) Yes, crazy as it sounds. Cleanse in Wisconsin. Recharge... And challenge myself to do more and do better, much better. And I challenge you to do the same thing yourself. I'll see you next time, right here on the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. As always, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you all so much.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old.